This is a Rappaport Diamond Podcast short. In this episode, Avi and Joshua sat down to discuss holiday results from 2018. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Rappaport Diamond Podcast. Hi, Joshua. Welcome. How are you? Very well. Thanks, Avi. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. It's uh, 2019. Can you believe it? Uh, the holiday season's over, and the cycle starts again. Um as we, we've got uh, some of the results that's come through. And, and tell us, what's your first impression of how the holiday season was? So the season was mixed uh, based on the information we got from the majors. So, um, companies such as Signet Jewelers and Tiffany, um, they had quite a poor season. But we also got some uh, more positive data from uh, Richmond, which owns Cartier, and their sales were up for the season. Um, so overall, we've, um, there's been some very mixed signals. Right, and I mean, Signet's share price tanked after the holiday results. Um, I'm I'm wondering if that's a, a reflection of what's happening in the company, or if being the biggest jeweler in the in the United States, if it uh, mirrors what's what's um, happening in the jewelry retail space in general in the in the country. Um, it's a bit of both. I mean, um, both uh, both companies, Signet and, and Tiffany, are uh, subject to the same. Uh, economic conditions as any other company um, but at the same time if you look at Signet they're going through a, a bit of a transformation process which is expected to last a few years um, and Tiffany also have got a, um, have got a, a new management who, uh, who are trying to make the, the, the brand more relevant to, um, to millennial consumers uh, so uh, both of them uh, are, are not quite at their peak yet well, um, after the holiday season, Signet um, sort of hinted that they're going to accelerate their program. Um, to it's, it's an efficiency program, what they yeah. call their path to brilliance. So mm-hmm. I expect they'll be closing. They, they've already said they'll be closing um, stores, and yeah. it seems that they're going to they try and accelerate that uh, th- that program. But there's another factor here, of course, which is just the general weakness or uh, some weakness in in the U.S. economy at the end of the la- at the end of last year, with stock markets falling uh, in the last couple of months of the year, um, and concerns about the, the uh, trade war with China, um, and now the uh, the government shutdown. Um, I think everyone was suffering, and and that's uh, that's not just Signet and Tiffany. Well, I th- uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's 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 quite. A quite interesting to see how the the tone kind of changed quite quickly because um, I think the, the the industry was going into the holiday season with a fair bit of confidence about the US market and then these economic factors um, sort of set in and and uh, and consumer confidence seemed to take a bit of a dip in, in December yeah one of the, one of the things that Signet said was that during some of the crucial uh, gifting weeks of December, um, traffic was really much lower than they expected, uh, which um, there was a, a sense in, in, in what they said that um, they were really very disappointed about how it turned out and how uh, um, how uh, enthusiastic consumers weren't about uh, about shopping. Right. Well, well, that's uh, that was their experience in in certain um, certain weeks, as you said. But I think they also, um, on the positive, saw an increase in uh, in in online activity. Um, which I, which I think we saw across the across the industry, retailers were doing more um, had had uh, were doing more sales um, through e-commerce, and there were more effective omni-channel um, platforms sort of meshing their online and in-store experiences. Um, so so it seemed that that was one of sort of one of the uh, positive developments that uh, that occurred during the season. 
Mm, I mean, Cygnus e-commerce sales are up nearly six percent. Um, but really, if you, if you compare that with uh, with the with growth in in e-commerce uh, more generally outside the jewelry sector, um, it's it's still slower. Uh, the, the, it seems that the uh, the industry is um, is maybe not uh, riding the e-commerce wave as uh, as as effectively as, uh, as some uh, some sectors are. Well, I think that's um, that's partly expected given the mm. nature of the of the product, and and jewelry has always sort of lagged behind other um, a, a lower, other lower cost products in the mm. in the online space. Yeah. Um, but I think what the industry is um, has come to realize is that that may be the case, but we're part of the conversation at least, and, and, and online sales are still very relevant for the industry and, a, and a, a growth area for the market. And the other encouraging thing is that um, that retailers understand that they need to improve the in-store experience as well. And we we've sort of got some feedback um, from from various retailers that that, uh, that that has improved in 2018. Yeah, although um, clearly there are, there's a, a segment of the market that's falling off the end. We uh, Every quarter we get some data from the Jewelers Board of Trade, which always in, invariably shows that the, uh, the, uh, the US jewelry trade is getting smaller. Uh, and clearly there are, there are some, um, some companies in the trade that, uh, that aren't quite uh, managing the, um, the, the, new, um, the new environment. Well, I think that's where we're seeing some uh, some differentiation um, within the independent retailers. That um, you know the 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 verdict is still out in in terms of how the holiday season went for independents, but generally we're seeing that the top say twenty independents are are fairly strong and they're recognizing or investing in um, improving the in-store experience in the omni-channel ex- um, platforms. And that uh, the, the the longer tail of independents who might be struggling are not joining that conversation, and and maybe those that is where you're seeing the drop off in the in the industry. Happy uh, T- uh, Tiffany said that they um they their engagement ring sales fell during the season. What do you think that says about the state of uh, that market? Well, it's it's again a question of of whether it's a, a reflection of the market or a reflection of the company yeah. itself. Because I think um, Tiffany's had a very strong focus on their jewelry collections, their sort of fashion, more fashionable fashion jewelry collections, and we saw that in their numbers. That jewelry collections were up, but as you say, engagement ring, uh, engagement jewelry was uh, was um, down. Um, in in terms of their sales numbers, and we saw the opposite trend at Signet. So so it's um, it's not necessarily a reflection of of the um, of the market in general. Mm. Um, and I think uh, I was reading something that uh, that, that uh, Bruce Cleaver, the CEO of De Beers, said um, when he was speaking to uh, jewelers that stock his um, st- uh, the stock the company's um, uh, Forever Mark uh, diamond brand that. Uh, uh, the consumer's approach to engagement rings to marriage um, is changing. Consumers no longer buy into the notion of forever mi- like they used to, um, and the forever market having to change the way they market their bridal jewelry for that very reason. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how they um, how they approach that in the new year. They said that they're going to introduce a new bridal collection in 2019. And their marketing has been very focused in the last two years on um, female self-purchases, and um, and they it seems that they're going to shift that focus to the bridal market again. And given that notion that uh, that 
that the attitude of millennials and and younger generations um, toward marriage has changed. It'll be interesting to see how that messaging has uh, has changed. I don't I, I don't think you're going to see the old De Beers ads telling people to spend two or three months' salary on a diamond ring anymore. Um, people don't like to be told what to do. That's for sure, and certainly um, they don't want to. That I want uh, to see, to see the ceremonial aspect of uh, of marriage, um, sort of throw, you know. We're not uh, gonna we're not gonna neglect the bridal sector, are we? Well, that's the point. It's not a. There is a feeling that um, that maybe the bridal has has been neglected to some extent. Um, that is the mainstay of of our industry, but um, the the messaging I expect will change away from this heavy sort of con- commitment and having to, to to be on one knee when you propose. It's 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 the formality of it that's um, that I think is is changing and that we'll see in the messaging. So, what do you think all this means for? Um, where jewelers and, and dealers uh, stand now in the market? Well, that that is the big question uh, at the moment. It's the first quarter, and seasonally, uh, seasonally, it's a, it's it's generally a stronger period for for diamond trading, um, as retailers and dealers and and, and the rest of the market sort of restock um, goods that, uh, that that were sold for the holiday season. So we are expecting some improvement in trading activity and in in orders and in demand, um, but the question is if it's going to be the same uh, to the same extent as we saw last year. Mm, we've got the De Beers site this week um, in Botswana, um, and as you say, there's uh, that this is always a there's always a bit of an increase at the beginning of this year, but um, how big that increase is this year might reflect. And how much of those inventories were sold over the over the holidays? Right, and uh, Joshua, I mean, we we still s- sort of have this feeling that uh, there's a lot of inventory um, in the in the polished inventory in the market, um, and if we, if we look back at uh, this time last year, did, did you not feel that there was a a more optimistic sort of outlook of the of of the market? Yeah, and I think it's it's based on what we've said that the. Uh, um, the holiday season a year ago is a lot more positive than the one we've just had. Right, um, and, and then we're also in the middle of another holiday season. Um, last year's Chinese New Year was very strong, and this year is not looking very strong at all. Right, we just we just got some some fairly uh, discouraging growth um, numbers from from China for 2018, and and there seems to be some caution um, around the, the the trade war that uh, for that market. Mm. So w- when is the uh, Chinese New Year? I believe it's fe- February the fifth. Right. So so we'd be in the peak selling period now for that uh, yeah. for that period. So I yeah. think uh, I would uh, would I be right to to identify three um, areas that um, would impact the the market moving forward? Is the, one is the um, is the U.S. holiday season. Two is the Chinese New Year, and the third being the the rough market. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, we're expecting um, some data from the rough market this week. De Beers and Alrosa are both uh, putting out their operational data for 2018 um, this coming Thursday, so we'll get a better, a better idea of um, uh, the trend that we uh, that we saw last year, which is that uh, sa- uh, sales volumes from the big miners um, were relatively low, but they made up for that in um, uh, in higher average prices of their goods. Um, and their sales value was uh, generally generally improved last year. Right, and uh, and, and th- that'll kind of um, 
trigger our our shift in our news coverage from uh, from the rough from the retail market sorry over the holiday season and um, it seems the focus is shifting back now to the to the rough market there's kind of a cyclical yeah. and seasonal aspect to to the trade and the and the news cycle sure but before we know it it's valentine's day mother's day the Hong Kong show, the Basel show, Vegas, and and the uh, and and then the holiday season again. So we've got a lot to look uh, look um, look forward to. Um, this week at Rapport, we're publishing our monthly research report, and I'll be hosting a, a webinar um, to discuss many of these market trends and what we um, see in for the trade moving forward. Um, so the webinar is taking place on, on Wednesday the 23rd and Thursday the 24th of January and our listeners are, are, are welcome to, to register and listen in and, and join in the conversation. So we're looking forward to that. So um, thanks very much for your insights uh, as always, Joshua. Thanks and I'm looking forward to your webinar. Great and uh, have a great week everyone. And a great year. 